and welcome to the Victorious Living Christian Counseling Podcast. My name is Crystal Ridland, and I am a licensed mental health counselor in the state of Indiana and a licensed professional counselor in the state of Missouri. Today's episode is number four, and the topic that I've decided to discuss today is going to be on anxiety. Specifically, we're going to talk about negative thoughts, self-thinking, and how to replace negative thoughts with positive thoughts, truth, specifically truth from God's word. So yesterday I talked about anxiety as well in my podcast before. So be sure to check out that podcast because it is actually going to help you have a more broad understanding of anxiety. And also it's going to teach you about um, specifically anxiety and the myth that anxiety in itself is a sin. And in that podcast, I show you scriptures where it shows that Jesus himself faced anxiety right before going to the cross. Understandably so, he was facing his death where he was dying for you and me, and there was a lot of fear and a lot of angst. And that gives us comfort because we can know that he was human he was fully human and being fully human means that we live in a broken world and we're going to have difficulty and fear what we learn from Jesus in that is that Jesus took his anxiety his overwhelming feelings his fears and he took them to the father in prayer in the garden of Gethsemane where he prayed all night and by having that special time that he had with, with the Father, even though he asked him to remove the cup from him because it was unbearable, he was still willing to step out in faith and obey the plan that his Father set out for him on this earth. So in that episode, I explained how we need to take a lesson from Jesus and put into practice the method for handling anxiety and fear that he did where when we're fearful we take those concerns to God in prayer and we use that as a way of drawing us closer to God where we can see him working miracles in our life so now we're going to go on to explaining what exactly is a misbelief Misbeliefs is the most appropriate word that we can think of for the very thoughts that we have about ourselves, the world, and the people around us. And one thing I know as a counselor that I've seen and I've seen in my own life is that the more we have these negative thoughts, the more they influence our lives in a negative way. Therefore, negative thoughts creates considerable pain and discomfort, okay? So one thing, there's a correlation between our negative feelings and our negative thoughts. So if we think negatively, we're going to feel negatively. An example of this is if we feel that we're a failure and we think to ourselves, I'm an idiot, I'm so stupid, I can't do anything right, we're going to feel like a failure and we're going to 
maybe not get up for work in the morning. We may um, walk through life feeling depressed, right? So there's this connection of I have to own these feelings of feeling like a failure, speak truth over them, and move on with life, okay? Um, also, one thing that we need to be aware of is that negative thoughts is the very thing that leads to addictive behaviors. One thing that is important to note is that anytime we see an addiction, it's rooted in extreme stress, anxiety, and negative thinking, okay? Um, here's one thing that I always point out to my clients pretty early in therapy, maybe not the first session or second, but somewhere in there that's important to note is when we, we all have these thoughts and sometimes we have really crazy off the wall thoughts. Like I remember one time I was in church and some random thought, I was like in the sermon and I was really hearing God and was really like being touched and it was just like Satan to throw in some random thought out of left field and I remember thinking it was so random and off the wall that I was I remember thinking like what are you talking about like I just was able to easily shut it down refocus on the sermon and move on okay um, an example of this is I don't do drugs there's no desire for me to do drugs so if Satan were to attack me and say, try to tempt me to go and do a big drug, that's not my weakness. So I'm going to be able to shut that down really quick and just be like, ah, that's not what I want to do and refocus and move on pretty quickly. Now, the thoughts that have the most ownership over me, the ones that tend to trap me and make me feel awful are the thoughts that, um, are personal to me, that are things that I really want to do my best at. An example of this is if I feel like I'm having a negative thought, that would say something like, you are not a good Christian, you are not a good wife, you are not a good mother, you are not a good counselor. These are some pretty significant things to me in my life they, in some ways, even are the things that give me my identity, although we'll talk about this in the future, that our identity should be found in Christ. So first and foremost, my identity is in Christ, but these are the things on earth that I find um, are comforting. They're my favorite things. And so therefore, when Satan attacks me in these areas, that has a tremendous um, ability to put me into a tailspin, so to speak. And I have to be mindful of this. So what I call these are partial truths, okay? Um, partial truths are what Satan uses because he knows they work, right? An example of this is I'm not a perfect mom and I have never met a perfect mother in this entire world. Um, but I think I'm a good mom. I have really good kids. They really love me. Um, I do my best. I try to make sure that they have plenty of attention and that their, all of their needs are taken care of, their emotional needs, their physical needs, their spiritual needs. I do my very best, but I'm not a perfect mother. So when Satan begins to attack me with thoughts 
of like I'm a bad mom, then I can begin to feel pretty down and um, that can put a wrench in my day, so to speak. So that's an example of a partial truth. I want you to take a moment and think about what is a negative thought that you think to yourself often? Take a moment. Okay, now I want you to identify that partial truth. Okay, where is it that Satan really gets you because this is something that is important to you? Take a moment. All right, so hopefully that exercise was able to help you to identify the source of the negative belief, okay? One of the ways we can identify the source, okay, is this thought coming from Satan or evil, it's a, a form of spiritual warfare, or is this thought actually coming from God? There's actually a very specific way we can see in scripture where we hear God telling us how to be able to identify these thoughts. And we find that in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, starting with verse 8, okay? And it says, what, let's see, I'm going to actually go to verse 10 of 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. See what this godly sorrow has produced in you. What earnestness, what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what alarm, what longing, what concern, what readiness to see justice done. At every point you have proved yourselves to be innocent in this matter. Okay, so what we see is this idea of worldly sorrow versus godly sorrow, okay? Worldly sorrow brings death, brings hopelessness, brings feelings of worthlessness. You're a failure, you can't do anything right. You're just a screw up, okay? I've heard every type of negative thought known to man after five years of being in private practice. Godly sorrow is more specific, okay? There are times when God tells me, Crystal, your kids need you and you need to put down your phone and you need to go and do something with them. Go and talk to them, go on a walk with them, um, go just spend time with them, okay? That is more specific and therefore, and it doesn't make me feel terrible and worthless, but it does convict me and helps me to see that what I'm doing in the moment is not what God wants me to be doing and that I have a much better, more important purpose of reaching out to my children or my husband and doing something more God glorifying, okay? So when you think things that make you want, here we see it says in the Bible that we will have an earnestness and eagerness to clear yourselves an indignation, an alarm, a longing, a concern, and readiness to see justice done. Those are the ways we can tell if what we're thinking is godly conviction um, or, right, if it's godly sorrow, 
which leads to repentance. So a change of behavior, okay? Repentance is a change of behavior. Uh, uh, asking God to forgive you, recognizing what he's telling you, and moving to make a better decision, okay? Worldly sorrow is actually sitting with it, allowing it to make you feel bad, and not actually making any positive changes, and definitely nothing that's going to glorify God, okay? So that's how we can tell the difference between how to hear whether the, the negative thoughts, whether the thoughts that we're having are from Satan or are they from God, okay? Because that can be hard. We hear about the, you know, the little angel sitting on one shoulder and the little devil on the other, and they're constantly, that's our worldly, that's our flesh fighting with the, the spirit with a capital S. And they're always in contrary with one another is what the Bible says. So we need to be able to know which thought is coming from what place. So identify the source, okay? And identify the partial truth. That's the most important piece that I'm talking about right now is knowing when to, um, when to and how to shut down negative thoughts and replace them with truth, okay? So one thing we see um, in 2 Corinthians 10.5, I'm going to take a moment to get there, we see an important verse that I want you guys to take note of, okay? We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Okay, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So if we're telling ourselves we're a failure, then we're actually saying that God made junk and that he didn't know what he was doing. And so therefore we can know that this is not a thought we should have. We need to take it captive, own it, Take it to God, ask for forgiveness, and say, God, show me who you are. Spend some time in God's word, thinking about and reading his very word to us. One verse that tells us that can debunk the myth of we are junk is Ephesians 2.10. I think Ephesians 2.10. And it says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are God's workmanship. And even if we've made a lot of mistakes, and I've seen people who have run from, from God at the highest degree and found themselves at a place where they were hopeless, feeling completely worthless, and they were ready to take their life. And they came to me as a last resort, and I was able to show them the love of Jesus and help them to see that I, too, am a sinner. And the Bible says that all sins are equal, that no, no sins are greater than other sins, correct? So I, in this process of showing them who God is and that He desires to take all our brokenness once we surrender it to Him, it's a fascinating thing to see somebody change their life in such a profound way, okay? Now, we talked about um, misbelief, what it is. 
misbeliefs are rooted in core beliefs, which are implanted in us very early by the world that we live in, okay? This can be from parents, it can be from siblings, it can be from people at school, from a daycare. And we're taking in all these things. It can even be from TV. We're little, we don't really, we have very black or white thinking, there's no gray, and so we walk away with a lot of core beliefs about ourselves and the world. And these thoughts are ingrained in us by age four to seven, okay? Those create our misbeliefs. Once we begin identifying the misbeliefs and in therapy, I help people actually get deeper and begin to deal with the root cause of their anxiety, which is rooted in core beliefs and oftentimes trauma, okay? So step one, we need to locate the misbelief, okay? so. I always tell my clients, get a journal, and every day I want you to begin becoming aware of what you're saying to yourself. We think what we think, which causes us to feel what we feel, which causes us to do what we do. So we first have to capture our thoughts. Second, we remove them. By bringing them up to the awareness, by writing them down, they actually lose a tremendous amount of power. Okay, because now it's not deep inside of us, but it's actually right here on a piece of paper. This is what I think. And now we can own it and we can more easily take control of it because it's no longer hidden. The third step, replace with truth from God's word. Okay, um, just like I've been showing you today. If you think you're a failure, we have Google. We have all kinds of things. You can look up Google verses that tell us we're worthy versus that tell us who we are in Christ, okay? Um, Descartes says, I think, therefore I am. That's a powerful statement. I don't even have to add anything to that. It's just basically what we think we are, we're going to become, okay? Kind of like that whole thought of we are what we eat. Um, I like this better. I think, therefore I am. So now we're going to move over to Proverbs and go to verse 23, verse 7, okay, and it says, for he is the kind of person who is always thinking about the cost. Okay? We think what we think, and therefore we become who we think that we are. There's a cost to what we think is what he's saying here, okay? Um, next, we're going to talk about truth and the truth is that no matter where you're at in life no matter what mistakes you've made no matter how far you've gotten from God there is forgiveness in Jesus and we see these stories throughout scripture of people who have really failed and sinned tremendously and yet 
they have found favor in God's eyes after they've repented and changed. One of those examples is Saul. He murdered Christians. And when God got a hold of him and changed his heart, he became one of the most amazing disciples in the New Testament. Okay? Um, we see David. David was a man of God's own heart, and yet he committed adultery and had a man murdered to try to cover it up. And yet he went through a godly sorrow where he really felt the depth of his actions. He lamented, he, he grew, and he became strong through that and learned lessons and became a man after God's own heart, okay? So just a few examples of how um, God can take whatever has happened in your life and turn it around. In the same way, if you've been hurt at the end of someone else's sin, if somebody has sexually assaulted you, if they have emotionally abused you, this is not your own sin. And yet it makes us walk away with a tremendous amount of shame. And um, that is not your fault. But I want to remind you that even in those situations where we've been sinned against, sinned against tremendously, there is healing in Jesus Christ. Okay? So if you're in that situation, I want you to stop suffering and reach out and find a good Christian counselor who can help you walk through that trauma and begin to overcome the shame and despair that that has left in your life, okay? So God put us here to glorify him. And no matter where we're at, we have a purpose. And when we decide to walk away from the world and put that behind us and take up our cross and follow Jesus, he wants to redeem all of that brokenness. And so what I want you to think about as you're thinking through this week, these negative thoughts, I want you to begin thinking, what changes do I need to make to become more like Christ? What changes do I need to make to become more like the Savior? Because that is the answer to living a victorious life, to living life abundantly. Because Jesus says he came so that we can have life and have it abundantly. He wants us to thrive, not just survive. Okay. One thing I want to point out too is that life is full of emotions. Emotions can be very overwhelming and emotions and feelings are very deceiving. Okay. A lot of times we feel discomfort. We want to shake that discomfort as soon as possible. Therefore, this creates all kinds of addictions, behavioral addictions, substance abuse addictions, sex addictions, you name it, eating addictions. We all are looking for something to give us comfort. And yet, the only thing that can truly fulfill us is Jesus. And so when we're going right to him to get our needs met, then we begin to be filled from the deepest parts of our soul and then we can actually begin to overcome these addictions that we have. And all humans have some level of addiction. 
Um, we're all on a spectrum somewhere with something, okay? It's just our nature. The Bible says we, like sheep, have gone astray. And we should always be in this stage where when we're pulling away from God, we're feeling that because we're uncomfortable. We feel lost, and therefore we begin searching God and seeking Him more, okay? Um, now, I do want to help you to see that, yes, no matter where you're at, it is very important that we begin with identifying negative thoughts. But there is a time when just focusing on negative thoughts may in fact not be enough. A lot of times when anxiety has gone on for so long, and especially when there's been undealt with trauma, meaning that people have lived in a state of trauma for many years and they've been suppressing that, just simply, saying more positive things is not going to help you to get to a place where you can have abundant life. That's when we need to realize that God has given us psychology tools to help us in these times. Um, so this, actually the anxiety, the trauma, over a period of time, it begins to throw off a chemical balance in our minds and our brains. Okay, and then um, what we need to do at that point is, at that point when I see somebody who's there, I will actually refer them to go see a medical doctor. And then I will continue doing the talk therapy and I'll let the medical doctor do the medical analysis and assessment if that person could use some kind of anxiety medication to help them to heal and to get to a place where they can overcome in their life and have a higher quality of life. So there are times when you may need to seek um, medical assistance, but any qualified licensed professional that you work with who's in the mental health field will be able to recognize if and when you need additional treatment. So don't let that make you afraid. Just know that sometimes we do need extra help and God has given people this wisdom to be able to develop um, different kinds of medication that can help us to overcome. So that's what I have for today. Um, I hope that this was helpful and um, it is my prayer that if anything, I'm helping you to have some basic tools that can help you with your everyday life. But if you are really um, connecting with these thoughts and um, teachings that I am giving to you through podcast that you will actually reach out and find a counselor for yourself. Um, if you see a family member or a loved one who's really struggling with these things and you want to help, I recommend that you love them through it, but give them a gentle um, reminder and maybe even help them find a licensed counselor in their area. Another thing I want to end with is also if you have a topic that you would like me to talk about on my podcast, I would love for you to email me at victoriouslivingcounseling at yahoo.com and just give me a topic. You don't have to go into detail, just you know, maybe say I have this relationship with this in-law, this is really difficult. Um, what should I do? What I will do is I will actually begin taking these suggestions 
and I will begin bringing them to my podcast. I will not use your name or the city that you're from. I will just say that I have a question and it comes from this state and that will be simply all I will say. And um, so be listening after you submit and email me your question and you may be hearing that topic discussed on one of the future podcasts. So I pray that you guys have a wonderful week and God bless. Bye.